Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Hopefully this is the last time you hear this ad, because with Chime Checking Account, features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe and getting paid up to two days early with direct deposit, you can probably treat yourself to an ad-free upgrade to spend more time listening to your favorite podcasts. Or at least grab yourself an extra morning latte this month. Join millions of Chime members who work on their financial progress with fee-free overdraft and no monthly fees. When you find new ways to save, you can reach your financial goals easier and still have the occasional treat. Take more control of your finances and say goodbye to monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com goals 24. That's chime.com goals 24. Chime feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com slash disclosures for details. This is Make It Plain. Make It Plain. M- I P with Massimella Mark Get Get woke. God bless you, get woke. Folks, MIP is now COVID free, meaning free to all subscribers as we navigate this pandemic. We're thinking about everyone and we've got to get through this together. So for a limited time, no fee to subscribe to make it plain on your favorite podcast app. Oh boy, another jobs report out. What does it look like? What does it portend? You know who we talk to every month on this topic, and we're always grateful for his time and the expertise that comes with his time. He is the chief economist for the Center on Budget, your friend and mine, Chad Stone. Hey, buddy, how are you? I'm well, Mark. How are you? I'm fine. Hanging in here. Good, yeah. That's that's what we have to do. Yeah, best I can. So, 661,000 jobs, correct? That's right. And Great, I'm sorry. I'm looking at, I'm just reading some of your... Chad is cool because, folks, you follow him on Twitter. He breaks all of it down. Um, so 661,000 jobs, you know, and at any other, in any other recovery, um, in any other recession, that'd be a great number. 
but compared to, first of all, it's fewer than the number of jobs created in the past four months. And you put them all together and we're nowhere near back to where we were in February. So we have a big hole and recovery seems to be, seems to be slowing down. That each successive month since, since the big crash in uh, April, each succeeding month, the job growth is the, the recovery has gotten smaller and smaller, and uh, we're still. Let's see, what is it? Um, 10, 10.7 million jobs down from where we were in February. Ten point seven million jobs down, seven point six percent. Right. Um, the un in employment rate seven for whites, twelve point one for African Americans, ten point three for Hispanic. 8.9 for Asians, um, things aren't getting any better, are they? Yeah, I mean, the, the overall unemployment rate um, was, was, was down to 7.9%. But, and we've, talk, we've talked about, we've talked about um, labor force participation before, the fact that the unemployment rate does not capture everybody who's, who, who wants a job. Because if you're not looking for a job, you're not counted in the unemployment rate. To, to be counted as, they may be, they may be getting unemployment insurance, but to be counted as unemployed in the Bureau of Labor Statistics, the Labor Department, official statistics, you have to be actively, actively looking for work. And in the pandemic, you're not able to be, a lot of people are not able to be actively looking for work. And so they're not in the official unemployment statistics. Other people have, have stopped looking out of discouragement because the jobs really aren't, aren't there. I mean, we're creating jobs, but nowhere near as many as the number of people looking for jobs. And so when you look at the, um, not just the officially unemployed, but also the people who are unemployed but not looking um, for reasons of safety or the fact that, that they're not required to do so to get their unemployment benefits, or people who've dropped out, um, it's a bigger number. Um, and then you you went you went through the statistics on the um, the breakdown by race and ethnicity, and that's a pattern that we've known forever, right? And it gets worse in a recession. And the numbers you read off say that. Um, I'll, I'll say them again: seven percent unemployment. Remember, the overall is seven point nine. Seven percent for white, always below the average. Twelve point one percent for blacks, always above, and a lot above. 10.3 for Hispanics. Now, Hispanic is an ethnicity, includes whites, includes blacks. So they're in the white, they're also spread in the white and the black population. So we know that it's mostly um, lower income uh, Latinos that are in, within the Hispanic population who are having the bad luck in the job market. And um, Asian, 8.9. Now that's, that's below black and Hispanic, but for Asians, it's, 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 it, it actually is twice what it was before the, um, before the recession. So um, Asian unemployment historically has, has, been, has been low and it, it's, it's not as high as black and Hispanic, but it's high. And, and 7.9, that's a high unemployment rate <laughs> overall. Yeah, yeah. And the 10.7 jobs lost um, since the pandemic started. Since February. Isn't that even more than the Great Recession? 
Yeah. Yeah. That's a count of jobs that employers have on their payrolls. Yes. That's from a survey of employers. The job losses for folks, which is, which is another, another piece of, of, my, of my tweet, that's, that's from asking people, are you working or not working? Mm-hmm. And just as with the unemployment rate, white employment, the number of white folks who have jobs, is down 6.2% from February. Black folks down 11.1% from January. Hispanics down 9.5% uh, from, from February, sorry. Hispanics down 9.5% and Asians down 7.2%. So that, that drop in overall jobs is not spread evenly. <laughs> no surprise, right? So we've been talking about the labor force participation rate. Did, did you give the figure on that though? I don't know if I- uh, I, didn't, I, I didn't give the actual figure. It, it's, it's below 60%. Um, uh, it's, it's way below what it was um, back in February. Every statistic that's supposed to be up is down, and every statistic that's supposed to be down is up. <laughs> Obviously, there's some on the other side who are tweeting, oh, this is consistent recovery. But it really isn't, is it? It's, it's not. We have, um, we have an update of um, the report um, that I did um, last month, which had six charts in it showing various things. And I guess that is out. The picture of, it shows the sharp drop in jobs and then jobs starting to come back, but flattening out. And so if we continue to have slower and slower job creation, we'll never close that. I mean, we will close that hole eventually, but it's like the great, in the Great Recession. We had a really slow climb back to full employment because we didn't have enough stimulus beyond the original Recovery Act. In the Great Recession, Recovery Act was really good at keeping things better, keeping, keeping 2009 and 10 from being really bad. But we didn't keep up, keep up the pace. And we're in danger of doing the same thing now because the CARES Act delivered a lot of important relief, but the $600 unemployment insurance benefits are gone. Um, maybe there'll be a deal struck. Um, Pelosi and Mnuchin are talking right now Maybe the, the health situation, well, we'll know. <laughs> mm. We'll know soon enough. We may, we may know by the time we're talking. Um, mm. But it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a two-part recovery. I'm doing great. People like me are doing great. College educated, still have your job. You can, you can, you can still do your job um, by, by Zoom. You don't have to be in an office. But, but people with, without college degrees, people who already face obstacles in the job market for a variety of reasons, including historical racism, people, so, so people with less education, and women, and, and women fall, a lot of women fall into that, women are doing worse than men. A lot of, a lot of women that we're talking about fall into those, those categories, you know, they that the you know the leisure and hospitality industry they created jobs last month they created half the jobs last month but they're still way down so it's 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 not spread evenly there's 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 a bunch of folks who are doing fine and a bunch of folks who are not doing fine at all they were doing better when the unemployment insurance benefits were there but with them gone it's a mess do we have a sense like you mentioned, leisure and hospitality, Chad. They did half the jobs last month. Do we 
is it recorded? Do we have a sense how many of those jobs are still sustaining in the midst of COVID? Because we know some folk probably went back to work, risked themselves, might have gotten sick, job is gone again. Is is that documented somehow? Well, it it it's 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 complicated. So so the 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 data the data that I gave on the number of jobs on payrolls now compared with February or the the 661,000 gain. It's comparing snapshots. It's, it it doesn't, but, but there is evidence that there are a lot of people, there's, there's a lot of churn, people coming in and going out and, and guess where the churn is likely to be greatest. Just, just the people we're talking about. Yeah. The the people who, so state and local government jobs, how many of these jobs are because school is back in session? Um, school coming back into session um, has helped some with um, state and local jobs um, coming back, but not as many jobs are coming back because um, you don't you don't necessarily need janitors and bus drivers to the same extent um, because schools are doing some some things virtually or or partial days or all kinds of things, and state and local government jobs are still um, way down compared with with where they were in in February, and they're down again. We cannot ignore the steps that could have been taken. I mean, let's face it, in a pandemic, you're going to take an economic hit no matter what. I don't think anybody can be in denial about that. I think the question is, if there were steps that could have been taken to mitigate the, the severity of this, like, again, what's going on in other countries, you know, they very disciplined, locked everything down, quarantine, masks, no compromise on that. America has not done that clearly. And couldn't we say that if we had done that, this would not be as bad as it is? I mean, I guess it's somewhat speculative, but if we look at other countries, that's what's happened. Right. So you're absolutely right that had had we had a um, robust response to the virus the virus the virus controls the economy to us to to a large degree mm-hmm. um, and that's that's why we have these openings and closings and and, and continuing patterns of flare ups and 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 improvements in some places but not in others and obviously if we'd had a coordinated national strategy designed to quickly try to get things under control and to institute and maintain testing, contact tracing, kind of the kinds of things that we hope get into the next stimulus bill. But because we didn't have those things, the shutdown was necessary in many ways, but lasted longer than it needed to. We probably could have had a faster recovery. We did provide good stimulus for the economy to keep things from being even worse, but that's going away. So that as, as we're trying to come back and we're still in a deep hole, we've lost that $600 a week benefit. We're still not giving state and local governments the help they need to keep from having to, to lay off workers. I think, I think New York's starting to lay out what they have to do to, to meet their balanced budget requirement. And a lot of other states are doing the same thing. And if states are cutting payrolls, cutting programs, raising taxes, because they ha- all those things slow down the recovery. Speaking of New York, and I'm sure this is a case else, elsewhere, 
some businesses are permanently closing. That's happening everywhere. What does that mean long term when it comes to any sort of recovery from this? Well, one thing it means is is that it initially large numbers of the unemployed were classified as being on temporary layoff. They had some expectation they'd be able to get their jobs back. Right. And, 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 and in many cases, a pretty good expectation that they'd be able to get their jobs back. That's, that's, what, that's what we're being told, that we would get this thing under control and come back. But we didn't take the steps to get it under control. Um, as a result, just, just as you said, this thing has gone on so long and that a lot of businesses have turned temporary layoffs into permanent layoffs. Businesses, especially small businesses, have disappeared. They hung on but it could only do so, so far. The airlines got relief, but they're announcing layoffs right now. And those are not necessarily short-term layoffs. Now, one manifestation of that is, if you remember, when in the Great Recession, we were always talking about how high the long-term unemployment rate was, people who are unemployed for 27 weeks or more. Well, we just saw a near 50% increase this month, or rather September, in se- between, between August and September, in the number of long-term unemployed. And that means that, that people have been without a job for 27 weeks or longer. When they first became unemployed, they probably thought they had a reasonable expectation that they'd be back to work before 26 weeks, but that ain't happening. No. And it, it's, gonna, it's gonna get worse if there's not some, some additional relief and stimulus and tackling the virus. New York Times tweet, the worst news in this report, the number of people reporting they have lost their jobs permanently right. rose again. Yep. Evidence of mounting long run damage to the economy. Right, yep. Yeah. This will be the last jobs report before election day, won't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's not one that's, well, Depends who's looking at it. People seem to look at these things through very different eyes, depending upon um, some other things besides just looking at the data. Um, It's pretty clear that it's slowing. Yes. In some other world, 661,000 jobs, whatever it was, is is a big number. But in this world, it's not a big number. It's smaller than in any of the previous four uh, months. So is this a sign... It's going to continue to, to get worse in terms of jobs numbers, or do can we tell? Well, I think the long-term unemployment is going to get, continue to get worse. I expect that, that remember, the payroll employment is, is not actually getting worse. It's just, it's just the pace of it getting better is slowing way too fast for the size of the hole we're trying to climb out of. So that is bad news. Um, but I'm not going to speculate politically about what about what's going to happen. But uh, but I know that even President Trump, I think, recognizes that maybe it's in his interest to get some additional stimulus out there. And certainly Vice President Biden has has plans to, to do that. And so whether whether it's who, who, who designs the program, what kind of compromise is necessary. But we definitely are going to need more measures. And. Since, since even the president right now seems willing to, to, to do something, um, that may bring along the Senate right now, although the Senate has some things it wants to do of a non-economic nature. <laughs> that, and there's not much, there's not many days left 
before the before the election in the Senate. So, so the time to actually get something done isn't there. And what what's going to happen will will help if it happens, but it's not going to be big enough. So there's going to be more needed, um, and there's going to be more needed. <laughs> there's going to be a lot more needed, and we shouldn't make the same mistake we made in the Great Recession of stopping too soon. Unemployment claims are going up too. Unemployment claims, there continue to be um, new initial claims, and they were up a little bit. Um, okay. But uh, they're very high. But, but they're, they're, they've kind of stabilized. Um, but they're very high, very high. Lots of, lots of people are, are not working and are collecting unemployment. Or you can collect unemployment insurance benefits if your hours have been cut back substantially. In other words, you can still have some earnings and collect unemployment insurance benefits. Like generally, it has to be half of what you used to be earning or less. And so, you know, we have that expanded statistic um, that looks at people who are working part-time for economic reasons. We call those underemployed rather than unemployed. So, so they're there are, uh, there are people receiving unemployment insurance benefits. Now, they're, they're smallish because they're based on a small wage base, but they are re- receiving some unemployment insurance benefits, even, even though they're working. So unemployment claims are not rising, but just as unemployment and underemployment are not declining rapidly, neither are claims coming down rapidly. What's happening is there's a shift out of regular unemployment insurance benefits that run for 26 weeks in most states, fewer mm-hmm. in other states, into the federal programs. So those are 13 weeks of additional federal benefits um, that kick in after you exhaust your regular 26. And there's a program called extended benefits that people can get into after they've, after they've exhausted those 13 weeks. So the regular state unemployment claims are coming down, but the total claims, which count these other programs, are kind of stable below, below, 30, below 30 million. But that's a big number. Yeah, 30 million is a big number. It's a very big number. All right, folks, you can, as I said, follow Chad on social media. Chad, C-B-P-P. You also go to centeronbudget.org to see some of the latest information. Chad is presenting it to us objectively. It's hard to spin it anyway into something that it's not. Um, We are not in a good place as a result of COVID, I think, and also the lack of proper response, an adequate and urgent response. We need a deal, right, Chad? They need to work out some other type of relief or stimulus. We'll see if it happens. Perhaps the current COVID positive status of the White House might move them to do it. Who knows? That would make sense. That would be logical. It'd be more logical than to not to have even taken that. But now that that has occurred, that's where that's where we are. Chad Stone, Center on Budget, Chief Economist. Thank you as always, buddy. You're welcome. Always great to talk to you. All right. Yes, sir. Great to talk to you too. God, you are our refuge. Send our ancestors to guard our door cast out this virus from our communities and our bodies. Heal, bless, and protect everyone listening and their loved ones. Thank you for listening to Make It Plain and Get Woke. Remember to listen, like, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. If all minds are clear, it has been Made Plain. (laughs) 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. 